Good morning, church. How we doing? Everyone good? Woo! All right. Hey, it's good to see you this morning. Um, hey, we got some really cool stuff uh, this morning in service, and I just want to kick off with some announcements. Uh, coming up on September 15th, we're going to have Alpha Online. So if you or someone that you know, a friend or family member, uh, is, is, has questions about God and wants to have some of those conversations, it's a great opportunity. And online is even more incredible because it's a little bit less confrontational. You know, you're not right face-to-face. And so it, it gives people an easy way to sort of enter into that conversation. And so if you know someone or if you're in that uh, lot and you might be interested in that, sign up for that or bring someone along to it. Uh, you can sign up at that booth. If you look right back there, uh, there's a huge banner. And uh, you can see there's a green car that we're going to give away. I'm just kidding. We're not giving that away. Uh, but uh, we are giving these away. So kids, in fact, do, is there a kid down front that would want this balloon? If so, just run down and I'll give it to you. Anybody? Anyone? No kids want to go get this? Come on. Yes. A big kid. So at the booth back there, you're going to see Bruce standing back there with a big question mark. There will be more balloons after service that you can pick up back there. Yay. Um, so you can check that out back there. Uh, the only other thing, if you are in the cars, 88.3, tune into that. And uh, let's jump into some, some singing and worship. Let's stand together. So when Jesus is in the garden the night before he is crucified, um, he's in agony and he's sweating because he's facing something horrific the next day. And it's not necessarily his suffering. It's the wrath of God. In the middle of that garden, he realizes that he is going to take on the wrath that we deserve, the hell that we deserve in our place and for us. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, it says that, that we are now in Christ not destined for wrath anymore, but instead we're destined for salvation at his return. And so what an amazing hope to celebrate this morning. What an amazing hope just to lift up and praise to him together as a church family. Let's sing together. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my turn Till I met you Worship him I was breathing but not Alive. All my failures I try to hide. It was my sin till I met you. You called my name. Now your freedom is all 
called you out, sing this. I needed rescue, my sin was heavy. But chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven.
accomplished. Uh, you're enough at the cross, bearing God's wrath. You are enough. That's our confession. Before the eyes of God, that's our confession, that our righteousness is, is your righteousness, uh, that your payment for sin is our payment for sin.
Lord, we praise you that we're not destined for wrath, that we're not under your wrath any longer. We're not under the, the, the sin that's going to lead to death and lead to punishment forever in hell, but instead we're under no condemnation. We praise you, Jesus, because we're under no condemnation this morning. Instead of being buried under shame, we're buried under righteousness. Instead of buried under guilt, we're buried under freedom, Lord. And it's because of you, Jesus. So we praise you, we thank you, Lord, that we're destined for a great salvation. At your appearing, we're destined for hope and goodness. Instead of having to bear your judgment, we're destined for blessing. So we worship you, Jesus. We lift your name. You're our hope. Even as we move forward in this morning, Lord, you're our hope. Lord, we believe that you have such good things for us. For our church, Lord, you have such good things. You want to feed us with such good things from your word. Lord, we believe that this morning. Will you just by your spirit begin to plant it in our heart, begin to plant faith and desire in our heart for you, Lord? Plant a hunger for your word this morning, Lord, and begin to open our spiritual eyes and ears to hear from you, Lord. And would you begin to fill Pastor Scott with the words right now, Lord, to feed your church. Have your way among us, Lord. Do your will here. Bring your kingdom here this morning. We submit to you, Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I was up yesterday with the teens, and uh, if you have a teen that's up at Beulah Beach for the youth retreat, God is doing some incredible things with them this weekend. Uh, this is my second time of being up there. I was up there last year, and uh, each year it's something unique and different, but it just seems like God is lighting a fire among them. Uh, so as they get back today, if you're picking them up, just ask them what God has been doing in their life this weekend, because it truly, I don't know if it's been across the board, but it's been amazing to watch God just doing something special up there um, through His Spirit. So uh, we're going to take a minute now. We're going to invite Mel Melanie Rains up. Melanie took over uh, the Fish Organization in town, which is an organization that we support, uh, and many other churches in the area support, but she's going to tell you a little bit about what they do. And then uh, the missions team, I believe Kevin Kutzel is going to come up and join us and maybe some others. They're going to come up and pray for uh, Melanie. Yep. Come on up. Uh, she's going to grab a mic and, uh, and give us a little bit about what Fish does. So give her a round of applause and she's going to join us. Well, good morning, everyone. I am just... I am physically trembling, but it is mainly out of excitement um, to see everyone's faces. Uh, I know there's smiles underneath those masks. <laughs> um, but it's so exciting to stand here. Um, yes, so the Lord has allowed me um, to step in as the executive director at Wadsworth Fish. It is something that is not new by any means. Um, it's been around, really. Thank thankfully because of neighbors serving neighbors for 51 years. Um, and so I have kind of found myself in this uh, remarkable position and uh, I serve alongside some great, great people, brothers and sisters in Christ from 
I'd say over a dozen churches. So we're truly an ecumenical group. Um, and there's not much more I can say other than that, other than God's been moving for a long time and I have the privilege to be a part of it. Um, I am so thankful for the prayer from my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is our home family, our home church. And um, you know, God is moving in our area in so many ways and he's continuing to do it even though it's so chaotic this year, it kind of feels like a time warp I think we can all agree that 2020 is not what any of us could have ever imagined or expected, but God is in it all and continuing uh, to allow fish to meet the needs of our neighbors. And that looks different in many different ways. And I'm not going to stray too far from that because I know we have a mission Sunday coming up. Um, but a prayer for our group is so important. And so thank you all for praying so far. I know uh, back in February when I first personally stepped up and said, hey, I think this is what God wants me to do. Let me look into it, ask some questions. I am big on questions. I am big on details. Uh, Len Senior can tell you I am big on communication. And uh, so February started this process for me. And a lot of you were praying for continued direction, for new leadership for FISH and did not know it was me that whole time. So thank you guys so much. Um, keep the prayers coming for all of us, uh, for myself, uh, for my family. I think we can all agree that when you're doing what God wants you to do, there is friction and there are things that will do everything they can to keep you from doing what God wants. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm going to pass this back to Jake because I don't like microphones. <laughs> so hang <laughs> on to much. it for a second. I think there's something really cool to highlight is uh, your desire is to bless the city. So by mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, this is sort of your, you have other ministries that you're involved in, but this is, you have a heart for this ministry. And I think that's I something do. really cool to speak to. I do. Uh, I am someone who prefers behind the scenes, uh, helping and serving. And I'd rather people not know my name. I'd rather not stand with the microphone, um, but the Lord has really stretched me. Uh, I have been thrown into the deep end, and I say that with a smile because I realize that when God wants you to do it, you just do it. Uh, even though it's hard, I just strive to keep my eyes on him, and I'm, uh, I'm thankful in it all. Yeah. So Melanie and Josh have been a part of the church now for, what, five years, something like that? I think we're going on 6, nice. January of 2015 right. was when yeah. we started at Freshwater. Yeah, and many of you probably know them and their, and their family and their kids. Pastor Scott, will you come up? Will you come up and, uh, and join me? Maybe we can both pray over Fish and over Melanie as she jumps into, uh, jumps into this ministry. So, Okay, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we worship and praise you this morning. We are so grateful for your presence here. And Lord, we are so grateful how you continue to lead and guide us. Lord, we seek to be obedient, sensitive to your spirit. We seek, O oh Lord, to hear your calling. And Lord, we seek to obey it. And I thank you, uh, Lord, that you have called Melanie into this crucial role of caring for, of ministering to, of being sensitive to the needs of those in our community who are in difficult times. And I pray, Lord, that she may minister in your love, in your grace, that she may exhibit Jesus to those that she comes in contact with, that they will see 
your love and your compassion for each and every one that, uh, Lord, that you will use her and the team there and the whole ministry in a very powerful way, Lord, to lead them to you. I just pray for an infilling of your spirit upon her life and upon this ministry, that, Lord, that she will sense your guidance, your direction, your compassion. And we just thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So A.B. Simpson, Albert Benjamin Simpson, uh, was the man who founded our denomination, the Christian Missionary Alliance. And um, I want to read to you a story uh, of something that happened in his life. Uh, he struggled a lot with sickness and exhaustion. In fact, there were multiple times he hit the wall and he would actually get a break from ministry and they would send him to this I don't know what it was called, the sanctatorium or something like that. I don't know what, but upstate New York, we're supposed to get away and get rest and all that. Somebody tell me after they text me or something, let me know what the right word is. I can't remember what it is. But um, that happened multiple times throughout his ministry. And then something happened and something changed, radically changed him. And this is what he wrote about that moment. He said this, he says, I always worked hard from the age of 14. I studied, labored, and spared no strength. I took charge of a large congregation at the age of 21. I broke down utterly a half a dozen times, and at last, my constitution was worn out. <clears throat> Many times I feared <clears throat> I should drop dead in my pulpit. I could not ascend any height, meaning like a, a mountain, without a sense of suffocation, because of a broken down heart and an exhaustive nervous system. I'd heard of the Lord's healing, but I struggled against it. I was afraid of it. I was taught in seminary that the age of the supernatural was past, and I could not go back from that early training. My head was in my way, but at last, when I was brought to attend the funeral of my dogmatics, as a famous uh, man that he knew that was close to him would say, in that moment, the Lord whispered, whispered to me a little secret. Christ in you. And from that hour, I received Christ for my body as I had done for my soul. I was made so strong and well that the work has, has been a perfect delight. For years, I spent many summer holiday in the hot city of New York now, preaching and working among the masses, as I never did before. Besides the work of our home and college and an immense mass of library work and much besides, but the Lord did not merely remove my sufferings. It was more than simple healing. He also gave me himself, that I lost the painful consciousness of the physical organs. That, that is the best health that he gives I thank the Lord that he keeps me from all the morbid physical consciousness of, of what's going on in my body and, and the anxiety. And he has just given me a simple life of delight and service for him. Since then, I've been kept free from the mental disability. The work has been rest. I used to write two sermons a week and it took me three days to complete one. But now, in connection with my literary work, I have numberless pages of matters to write constantly besides the conduct of many many meetings a week and all is delightfully easy what changed simpson 
a whisper from Christ that said, Christ in you. Paul wrote this. He said in chapter 3, verse 14, For this reason I bow before my Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength or power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. And that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Throughout Ephesians, you'll find this phrase, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Chapter 1 is this whole section where Christ is, is exalted, and you hear Paul saying, man, that car needs help. We'll pray for the car afterwards. Christ in you, the work of Christ, the, the supremacy of Christ. We see those two things just woven, out, chapter, woven through chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. In chapter 1, we talked about it in verse 16 and 17, where we talked about Christ being exalted, right? Above everything. And then he ends with this Christ who is all-powerful, and he says this at the end of chapter 1. He is the head of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So Paul writes about fullness a couple times. Christ in you, the fullness. It's this secret, Paul says, has been revealed, that mystery that's been solved. And, and, and it feels like when you start to read that, you're like, well, what's the secret and what's the mystery? Well, it's just simply this, that Christ has come to save the world and to dwell in those who believe in him. Over and over again, that, that's the secret that now is made plain. And he says, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. I want you to think about this word fullness. How many of you have ever said that word outside of maybe the Bible or a Christian context? Like, who says that word, fullness? Nobody says that word. It is a weird word, fullness. Like, what does fullness even mean? Why don't you just say full, but it's fullness? fullness. As I was studying this thing and came across that word a long time ago, it always was, it always was something that escaped me. It was kind of an enigma, like what does that mean? And I never would really take the time to look at it and study it. But fullness, it's like, for me, it was like this sneeze that never came, right? Like what does that word mean? And it's simply the state or the existence of being full. The fullness of God 
simply is this thing where it's, well, if you read through the Bible, it's used multiple times. In John chapter 1, it's used. It talks about Jesus. We've received the fullness from Christ, grace upon grace. And it talks about how Jesus was full of grace. And so we we receive the fullness of grace. At the end of Romans, Paul wrote this. He says, I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing. So the blessing of Christ fully expressed. Three times in Ephesians, we have this idea of of fullness, chapter 1, chapter 3, and then in chapter 4, he also says this. He says, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. He wrote in Colossians chapter 1, 29, for in Christ all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And then skip to chapter 2, and he says, for in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. Twice there. It's the state of being full. It means that according to Jesus, or when you apply it to this context in Jesus, it means that Jesus is fully God. To the fullest measure of every way possible, and every attribute, every action, Jesus is fully God. So when he says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God or that the fullness of God lives in you, it means that you and I would be filled with the complete divine presence of Jesus. All that he is... In us, and us in him. So let me ask you something right now. After the week you've just had, how are you doing with this? Does your soul know that you have been filled with the fullness of Christ? What does the spirit tell you right now? See, the underlying premise of this prayer is that the reality without Christ is no one is filled. Everyone is empty, drained, unfulfilled. We we can't fill ourselves up. Only Christ can fill us with what we need. And you hear this story, which is interesting because A.B. Simpson says, my soul knew this, but my body didn't know this. So there's this reality that it's a comprehensive, holistic filling that it touches our mind, it touches our heart, our body, our soul. The the thing is, we can get filled with all kinds of the wrong stuff. We can get filled with anxiety, fear. Anybody filled with rage over what's going on? Anybody filled with anger? You're so mad right now. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, stay home, don't stay home. I can't see your faces because of the mask, so I don't know whether I'm... Anybody filled with rebellion, independence? Anyone trying to conquer the emptiness we have? It's, it's wonderful. We just sung these two songs about Christ and what he did for us. Ephesians 1, he talks about what Christ has done for us and how we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, which he set forth in Christ. And he goes on, he says, by grace you've been saved. It's through faith. It's a gift of God. 
and now we're one in Christ, fellow heirs, members of the same bodies, partakers in the promise of Christ Jesus. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And it's through the cross that he says this, that you have been given fullness in Christ. And he invites, Paul's praying this, and Christ invites us to pray this. Fill me with the fullness. Why did you do that? Fill me with the fullness. I don't even know what that means. Fill me with the fullness. So imagine you're the cup in Christ. Well, I'm sorry, Jesus. It starts here with this container, right? So Christ is the container, right, of water. And he says, filled with all the fullness of Christ. And, and what this is, is I, I think often we think of it like this. We take the cup out, and then we're like, okay, we've, we got filled for the day, and we go on. Water and electronics, I'm not sure if it's completely proven, do not go well together, but I think they don't go well together. So I'm, um, I'm not going to get anything. So this is life, right? So what we do is we go along, and then we bump into things, and, and, then, it's, and then we're empty, right? And, and pretty soon, we're, are we filled with the fullness? And, and we wake up one day, and we're like, we're, we're empty, or we're half filled, or we're like this, and... And the reality is the Christian life is supposed to be this, where we are in Christ. We're in Christ. The location of us and our spirit, our, our body, our mind, we're in Christ. And so the invitation is actually just to go into the water and never come out. Now imagine this. I take this out, and you can start to see the water level goes down, but go, you know, go to Lake Erie right? Put it in there, take the cup out. You're going to see Lake Erie go down? No. Go to the ocean, right? Go to South Carolina, North Carolina, dip, dip your cup in and, and then try to pull it out. Have you just, have you just lowered the water of the ocean? Uh, come on. And he's the sea that stretches across the universe, and his invitation, get this, his invitation is to, is to you to take your soul, to take who you are, and to be filled with the fullness of God and to leave it in there. Does a cup ever run out when it's in Christ? It never runs out. It just never runs out. Paul's prayer is, be filled with the fullness of Christ he says it multiple ways, who fills everything in every way. If you're feeling empty today, if you've had it, and you hear yourself saying, I've had it, I'm done, Christ invites you to stop. And understand the emptiness. The moment we understand our emptiness apart from Christ is a secret to being filled with the fullness of Christ. He doesn't want us to run away from that. He actually wants us to take the cup and put it in his ocean of fullness of all that he is. And just let it stay there. And never take it out. Kids, you can pray this. 
Adults, you can pray this. Do it. Just do it, Lord. Do it. And this is something that is not, um, you just, it, it's something that's done in meditation. It's done in, in, in the spirit. It's done in here. It's soul work. I, I think Christ is inviting us in this moment right now to literally stop, set aside all this world, and whatever you think about what's going on, stop. Everything that's going on with the schools, are we in, are we out? Work, in or out, politics, all of it. Stop. Well, we're going to take communion here. Invite the team to come back. Communion is a word of connection. Communion is the celebration of the mystery solved, right? Christ in you, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Christ offered his body for us, our punishment, took his punishment on him, redeemed us, stood in our place, and the Father laid on him, right, the iniquity of us all. And so we take this bread that's... Uh, doesn't matter what form it comes in. What matters is our worship of him. I just invite you to eat this in worship of him. And Paul wrote, In Jesus we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses. He says, by grace you've been saved. Through his blood. Shrink this. Just receive this prayer. Holy Spirit, right now, would you bring each son and daughter of yours into a moment before you? Every child that's here, every student that's here, I claim this moment for you. I claim every person here for you in your name. Jesus, release the fullness of yourself 
and each person right now. Each person here needs you and needs even something from you right now that their soul, their soul can't even put into words, but you know, or their body, or their emotions, their heart, or their mind. How about it, Lord? How about an encounter with you on the lawn here in September, each person with you? Do it, Lord. The fullness of you. Fill your people. Fill, fill even those right now. Touch those who just don't even know, aren't sure what to believe. Touch them. Fill them. Do it, Lord.
instructed to desire God above all things, to desire Him and Him alone. And what it says is, is that as we desire Him, as our heart shifts and changes, He gives us the desire of our hearts. In essence, He gives Him Himself. So, so as we desire God with all that we are, He just pours it back out over us, all of who He is. Let's sing that again. There's nothing. Oh, there's nothing. search the world, Lord. I search the world for something like you, something that could fill my soul. And yet there's nothing, there's nothing that feels like you, Jesus. There's nothing that feels like you. Just, just like Ecclesiastes, Lord, I tried to fill it with money and I tried to fill it with people's praise and I tried to fill it with, with all kinds of different things, Lord, and there's nothing that is like you. The fullness of God and the fullness of God with us, Lord. Christ, it's you. sake of your name, for the sake of your praise, for the sake of your glory, Lord, we, we need you. We need a touch from you, and we need your presence, Lord. We long for you. Not just now, we long for you in our homes, Lord. Would you, would you show yourself the fullness of who you are through your people? Lord, we, we desire you. Would you give us the desire of our heart? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to try them all. All right. Um, hey, there's a couple things. Just... Um, if you're watching this online, if you're sitting there and you, you're sensing something you've never sensed before, Christ wants to make that permanent. Like, he loves to do this for people. And, and there's just this step where you just say, Jesus, I want you. I need you to save me, and, and I need to give my life to you, and so I do.
There's this very simple, it's profound, it's life-altering surrender and following him, but he is the only one. And for those of us who, who understand and maybe just fresh today, sensing his presence here, he's here, he's totally here. There is a world out there of people that don't have this. Church, they've had a fill of the last six months or seven months of chaos and fear, anxiety, rage, the whole thing. And they're looking for something. They're looking for something, and church, we have it. We have Christ. Please take this seriously. Like, who could you invite? Is there one or two or three people that you could just call and say, hey, why don't you jump in on this thing? Jump in with Alpha and maybe check out something that that could give you something you're looking for. I don't know how you say it, but uh, people need this. People need Jesus. Go with Jesus. God bless you all.